everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. Today is episode 99 of The Spectators. It's crazy that we are at this point. My name is Julian. I'm here at Brooklyn. What's going on, buddy? 99, bro. That's insane. Yes, sir. Almost at triple digits, and we will be sitting in triple digits for a long time. So we will uh, relish this double-digit moment we got, and we're going to ring it in with you guys with our NFL preview episode we do it every year we've been getting better at being more brief and a little bit more analytical at the same time hopefully this year is no different we're gonna go division by division starting with the afc got anything before we get into it brooke not really let's just jump right into it yeah i went in the division oh it's it's 2021 right Uh uh-huh nfl is starting back up fans are gonna be there this year Yep. The Tampa Bay Bucks with Tom Brady are the reigning Super Bowl champions. And they're going to try and defend that title. I'm excited for that to happen. This is going to be a really fun season. I think we have a lot of actual contending teams this year, too. doesn't always feel that way every year. This way, I this year I do feel that way. So I just want to get that out of the way early because I'm going to be talking about a lot of teams that I think are really good, and I'm excited. I'm excited. AFC East. That's where we're starting. Yes, we are. A division that has been run by the Patriots for the better part of two decades. But it doesn't seem it's that way anymore, huh? Not even close. Not even close. Okay, I think it was a little bit closer than you (laughs) think. But I hear you. Uh, Miami, they're going to be interesting. I don't think they'll be very good. We'll see what Tua kind of does there. Uh, they do get Waddell. I think he's going to be very cool. But I don't expect yeah, a whole I, I lot of Miami I do think the dark year. horse for Miami is – I mean, the X factor for Miami is definitely going to be how Tua performs in the second year. Yeah, you know. We have an extra game now. I, I forgot to mention that at the very top. We have 17 games now instead of 16. And I think the Dolphins will probably be around – that 500 mark, it's not really possible to do 500 unless you tie now. But they'll be around there unless Tua really takes them over the top. So I'm not looking too deep into the Dolphins as of yet. I do like their roster build, and I do think they'll be really good next year. But I think that is a next year type of team. Mm-hmm. So it really leaves a two-horse race, but it's not even that. right? The Patriots get Mac Jones. I think he'll be really good there. Uh, getting rid of Cam is kind of a really good like turning point for them, honestly. I don't know if Mac Jones is better right now, but he certainly will be probably by Game 7. So It's a good building point for them. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, Cam, how long were you going to rock with Cam on this team? It was a stopgap, and you were hoping that they could have maybe competed last year, and it didn't kind of work out that way, and now exactly. here they are. Yep. Here they are. But this division, AFC East, is a one-trick pony, essentially, with the Buffalo Bills just really, really coming into form last year after acquiring Stephon Diggs from the Vikings. Hide the tables. Hide the tables. Oh, yeah, they're jumping on tables over there. This is the first <laughs> Hide time we've... the tables. This is the first preseason that Bills fans can genuinely be excited. Not because we might be good, not because we might make a run, because this team in a in uh, you know, should in all reasoning win this division pretty handily 
and be fighting for that one or two seed in the AFC. Absolutely. And then they go ahead and add uh, Matt Breida and Emmanuel Sanders to that offense, too. Gets more beefed up. Yeah, and this was already a very explosive offense last year. They scored a lot. And you're kind of used to Bills teams being a really good defensive juggernaut. Uh, It kind of wasn't that way last year, but it was just Josh Allen just really coming into form, showing off that big arm that we've always known him to have, and being an elite. Uh, rusher as well uh kind of kind of an andrew luck type of thing where people kind of don't realize that he's just an elite runner when he when he's moving out of the pocket and uh josh allen he's going to be an mvp candidate this year his uh his bond with Diggs is so impressive like they they gelled so quickly it really is and like you said allen just keeps on impressing us more and more every single week during the season like when when he came in nobody really expected too much of what we're seeing now now not to this extent i think people that, that's what i'm saying too much really of what good, we're seeing yeah. now yeah. like we we knew he had talent but <laughs> not nowhere close to what he's producing yeah i mean and he's a big dude he's like the prototypical like quarterback size and all that that's why people when he got drafted were like i like this guy he has a big arm We've heard that a million times from draft scouts, and those guys haven't worked out. You know, I'm happy that Josh Allen has. It's good for Bills fans. It's good to see the AFC East not in control of the Patriots for once. And obviously, it's preseason. Things can change. The Patriots might be the best team we've ever seen out of nowhere for no reason. But this is the Bills to lose, and uh, Bills Mafia is going to have a fun year. I do think the Patriots are – gonna be a lot better this year though they, they have made a good amount of moves during the offseason yeah and you can't forget who their coach is too so exactly that's that's why at the very beginning i was like it's a quote-unquote two-team race because it really is like those are the only two teams that could win this division in my opinion yeah because uh, at the jets up- peak i think they get third if the division just breaks down yeah, which it's if, not if if one of the patriots or the dolphins like have a significant injury that really yeah, sets like, them back yeah then maybe by the will of god they get second but i got them at their peak third and sitting at home at number four yeah and you know <laughs> it, it's gonna be a weird season for the jets because like they were so close to being a type of team like the miami dolphins that are on the right track and probably about a year away uh, yeah. Obviously, stuff happens. Now you have Zach Wilson. Who really knows what he's going to bring? Uh, I have the Jets maybe winning five games this year. It's going to be a tough season. I think. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting with a new head coach as well. Yeah, they they have made some moves. They they filled the needs that they need to. So we'll we'll see. But um, until I see anything on the field, I'm I'm not thinking too much of it. And I want it's important that he says that too because typically before a season Brooklyn's really excited about the Jets regardless. I think this is the first time I've ever heard I'm just like not very excited just because Because like it's been there's, years there's and never years been, of pain. Yeah, there's not a reason to be given one. So Like I've I've, so. I've been optimistic the last the last while and again, like cool, Wilson maybe is a stud. We'll see. I'm I'm not getting myself excited until I see what happens on the field. Yeah. I, I refuse. So I agree. Yeah. Uh, next up, we probably have the most rounded division in the AFC. 
the AFC North. I think all four of these teams could be fighting for a playoff spot. Truly. I really do. Yeah. Uh, now, let's just get this out of the way. Let's hope that Joe Burrow comes back from his ACL injury healthy. Absolutely. Looking good. He was one of the best prospects we've ever seen, especially just with that season he had at LSU. I really hope him the best. They have a lot of offensive weapons there. A lot of offensive weapons there. So, if the O-line can somehow keep that man healthy, they have a chance to put up a lot of points. They really do. I don't think that's going to translate. I do think they'll probably sit around 500, but they'll be in the race some way or another if they get a break or two, a big chunk play against the team they probably shouldn't beat type of thing, you know? I got you. I definitely um, agree. And then the other three teams are really, really interesting, right? The Steelers felt like they've been out of it for a while now, but yet every year they're just sticking around, still producing over 500 seasons, creeping near 10 wins every season for whatever reason over the last three years. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. They go get Minka Fitzpatrick. Their defense is really good now. TJ Watt is a defensive player of the year candidate over there. I don't really know how to feel about him, especially with Big Ben. That that's my big thing because Big Ben surprised me last year coming off of the injury. I didn't think we were gonna get what we got from him. I really didn't. And he's getting up there with age, big oh, time. And his, there, his body is battered. Yeah, straight up battered. So I really don't know how much we're gonna get out of him. Yeah, and they don't have too many great backup options either. No, but for them to try and go get a guy like Cam Newton, maybe to just give them a different look. I think Najee Harris from the draft will be a really, really good addition to this team, especially Absolutely. with losing James Conner. That's uh, that's going to help their offense. I don't know how great it'll help their offense, but they'll be definitely become more run-heavy than pass. Uh, I do think they falter a little bit and probably get about nine wins, wind up getting third in this division, leaving a two-horse race with the Cleveland Browns and Baltimore Ravens. Which of these teams do you like more? You know... The easy answer is the Ravens, and I do have the Ravens still end up winning the division, but the Browns are going to be coming in hot. That wide receiver duo with Juice and OBJ, hopefully we can get a whole healthy season of both of them. They add Jadavion Clowney to the defense. With Miles so. Garrett already there. Well, Miles Garrett already there. Baker has really turned the table on what type of player he could be from what he's shown us last year. So I'm really excited to see what this Brown team can do at full strength, given that they're healthy. Yeah, and I want to point out that getting Kevin Stefanski over there and him making plays really, really simple for Baker, despite them not being simple plays, uh, has really, really helped him. Baker hasn't had the, like, and not think like obviously as a quarterback he has to think and make the decisions ultimately but the decisions are almost essentially made for him before the play even happens and that's really really helped him especially with like you said not having obj uh, out there they were better without him last year and so we'll see how he comes back if he's healthy how good he winds up being when healthy uh because if obj is anything like the obj we saw in the six seasons before the injury last year this Browns team is going to be a threat on offense. Yeah, and I agree that they were statistically better 
without him. But they just felt looser. I don't know what it was. They did. They did because with OBJ's stature, like you, you feel the need that you have to prioritize him in the offense. You got to make sure you get him the ball. All that. Yep. And I understand that he, he's a superstar. Whatever. But given what they've done without him, I think now he has to realize himself. Like, okay, let let me just try to finagle my way into the offense. Just be be a team player. They integrate him in. And now you add OBJ's talent on top of what the Browns did. That That's a very, very good recipe right there. Yeah, and don't forget, they have a really, really good running back in Nick Chubb. So they can hurt you in a lot of ways. Uh, their defense isn't the best, but they do have those big play guys that we talked about that do make big impact type plays. They might give up a lot of points, but if they can force a strip sack here and there, you know, good things can happen. Uh, and not I, only I, Nick Chubb, like you had Kareem Hunt, Hunt to that too, and you got a two-headed monster. <laughs> yeah, probably the best in the, the league, <laughs> probably. Unless yeah, I'm probably. playing against somebody else. But, yeah, I mean, the Browns are going to be really interesting. It's kind of one of those things where it's like they were really good last year, but does it translate? Like, do people figure out this Kevin Stefanski offense? Um, there's some really good coaches in this division. So, that's – that's part of it, and John Harbaugh is one of them. Uh, the The Ravens are going to make the playoffs this year, unless something drastic happens. Uh, yeah. Losing J.K. Dobbins, though, I think is That's a tough. Gen- is a genuine contender breaker. If you ask me, like J.K. Dobbins has that type of explosion, he has that big playability, and he can be a workhorse. They had the best rushing offense in the league last year, primarily thanks to him and obviously Lamar running the ball a lot. Lamar Jackson's going to be another MVP-type candidate. He has been the last couple of years. I just don't feel confident in their passing game. They don't really have any wide receivers we trust. Kind of the opposite of the Browns, where they have a lot of guys you like and you want to throw the ball to. And the Ravens don't really have those guys for me. It doesn't impress too much outside of Mark Andrews at the tight end spot. Uh, I don't know how they're going to score a lot of points and keep pace with teams like the Browns and the Bills. Yeah, it's definitely going to have to come with a pickup. Which, I mean, it, it's a possibility. Or just a breakout from a guy that we don't truly expect. Gus Edwards is a very capable running back, too. Let's not, like, this is no slant to him, but, you know. Yeah, no no doubt. Uh, so, you think the Browns are winning this division? They got to stay healthy. They, they got to stay healthy. And we got to see um, same thing with the Ravens. I, I really think it's going to come down to those two. Who, who's the healthy? Yeah, it's definitely those two. But who's the healthiest? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I don't I don't fully think I'm not convinced either of these teams are true contenders, though. Like true contenders come playoff time. True. I'm not yeah, I'm not convinced. I don't even know why. I, I just, I'm not convinced yet. AFC South, this is a really interesting division. We have two really bad teams. I don't even want to talk about it outside of the fact that Urban Meyer is a head coach in the NFL now after his 19th retirement. And they got Trevor Lawrence. That's going to be really cool, just not in 2021. Julio! Yeah. Titans are going to be a force. Titans are going to be a force. They're going to do what the Titans do, and they're going to lose some games early that they shouldn't and then rattle off like six or seven wins in a row. And you blink, and all of a sudden the Titans are 12 and... Five, you're like, when did that happen? 
Yeah. Uh, I, I think the Titans are going to win this division pretty handily. It wouldn't have been as handily had Carson Wentz been healthy, Quentin Nelson been healthy, T.Y. Hilton been healthy. Um, the only thing the Colts really have going for him is a pretty solid defense still, even without Quentin Nelson. Um, and their defense will be very good. But Jonathan Taylor is going to have to be the <laughs> the driving force for every scoring drive for this team and i'm not sure that he is fully capable of that not because he's lacking the talent just because that is a big ask for a second year player yeah and when the other team like you said adds julio jones to an already, to an already just, monstrous offense yeah you already have AJ Brown. Henry, like yeah you already have aj brown and julio jones now which are one of the top five duos in the league gotta be ryan Tannehill has really shown that with a play action offense because derrick henry is so dangerous he has plenty of time to work because you have to worry so much about derrick and when he has that time he's able to get the ball really wherever he wants julio's gonna have a field day aj's gonna have a field day this team's gonna score a lot sometimes I feel like there's going to have some games where it's going to be a little weird and a little dicey. Uh, they're figuring it out on defense. They have some holes. They kind of filled them, but I don't know how much they'll fill. They've kind of been shuffling defenders and DBs for the last, like, five years. Yeah, well, one of the names they get, Janoris Jenkins. So we'll see how that fits in with this defense. Yeah, and Janoris, obviously, at his best, was one of the – the five best DBs in the league, but that's kind of mm-hmm. a couple years removed. And exactly. We've, he's had a couple of changes of scenery since, but changes of scenery sometimes really work really well in the right spot. And it seems like the culture surrounding this Tennessee team is, is dope. Yeah. The culture seems really cool. And it seems like they're really embracing being this, like this is, we're finally not just like overachieving team. We're not going to overachieve anymore. We're this is what we're expected to do. Yeah, and that's that's the vibe I kind of got from them all this off season. I think the Titans are going to be really good. I think the Titans finally have that it factor, adding Julio, and especially with having Ryan there a couple of years now. I think there's a gel. There's a there's we understand how each other plays, and if this team gets rolling at the right time, they could be really really scary. Absolutely, big if, but that's that's my take on that. Tennessee should pretty easily win this division, though. Houston, uh, we have a problem. Yeah, yeah I didn't want to use the cliche, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll use it every time. Yeah, pretty bad. Uh, last division in the AFC, the AFC West. This division to me is insanely interesting because you can't expect the Chiefs to lose it, right? I don't even want to talk about the Chiefs this much because they bring back essentially everybody. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is returning. He's going to be better as a sophomore. Uh, Mahomes is going to be Mahomes. He's going to be the best quarterback in football. Whether or not he wins MVP or not is a different story, but he's going to be the best quarterback in football. He's already been to two Super Bowls. He could have won last year. Obviously, didn't wind up happening. Uh, he has the best tight end in football history, in my opinion, with Travis Kelsey. Monster. This offense is going to score. They're going to score a lot. Their defense makes big plays. Kind of similar to what we were talking about with the um, the Browns defense, except this defense, like, 
the scheme that they run is really, really intimidating. And if you can't figure it out early, and now all of a sudden you're down 14, the game's pretty much over already. Uh, so yeah. Chiefs are going to win this division. I don't, I don't have very, any doubts with that. I, I got nothing to say about that one. <laughs> if and you then, don't got the Chiefs winning it. Yeah. I mean, and we'll talk about why they maybe wouldn't in a second, but uh, third and fourth will be some semblance of a toss-up between the Broncos and the Raiders. I don't really know what to expect from these teams. Both of these teams are in a really strange spot where they both want to win now, but they just don't have the talent to win now. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the Raiders, they have Josh Jacobs already. He's a very good back. They go and get Kenny on Drake. They've added some defensive pieces. I don't really know how much they're going to add. Uh, they did a lot of drafting on defense, which obviously is the way to go when you have one of the worst defenses in the league. Derek Carr still has a big arm. He doesn't seem like a quarterback of the future there, though, and that could actually bring them anywhere they need to be, but he feels like a guy that could help them make a playoff run for whatever reason this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go get Henry Ruggs. He's going to really help that offense a lot. I really don't know what to think about him because the Raiders have had stretches in the last two years where they look really good and then they'll lose four in a row. And it's... Yeah. I don't know. The Broncos are even more strange. They have an interesting team with a really good defense building, right? You have Javante Williams running back, who's going to be pretty good. Him and uh, Melvin Gordon are sharing the backfield. That's a pretty good backfield. Nothing super crazy. But you go and get Teddy Bridgewater, which seems like a we're trying to compete now type of a move. Yeah, no doubt. And then you make him the starter over, like, Drew Locke, who's the young guy who hasn't had much of an opportunity, but when he has, he's looked pretty good. And he could, in theory, be the quarterback in the future. They've had quarterback issues since Peyton left, and that's been a while now. And we were saying that about Drew Locke. Like, could this be the guy? We don't man, like I don't really we haven't, think We so. haven't really been given an opportunity to know is kind of the problem. Exactly. And now with Teddy starting, we really will probably never get that opportunity. Yeah. So I don't really know what they're doing. I, I figured they were going to just not try and lose one more year, but, like, not be uber competitive this year, try and stay close in some games, get that defense to be even better and more experienced, and then next year kind of go all out, get a quarterback, and try and get another, like, wh- I don't know, what offensive weapon. They already have Cortland Sutton, who's really, really good. I don't know. This team is kind of interesting to me. And then you got another interesting one with the Chargers. See, the Chargers, the Chargers, this this team right here, We, the issue with the Chargers is, right, we've been talking about the Chargers being way better than people expect for the last six, seven years. They've had one of the best rosters in the league over that time, and they've continually underperformed, mostly due to losing the close games. It's the yeah, and, and that's that's the thing the we Seahawks. talked about a lot last year is that their record was not what we would have thought it would have been from what we've seen last season. Like they could have won a good extra five games, but when you really look down to how everything boils, when teams are losing close games, the next year they're losing more and more games by bigger margins, and they're not really reaching those close. 
close games. So could that be a byproduct of what we see with them now? Does it just break down completely? Do they build on the fact that they were getting in these close games? Got to see. Yeah, I think I think they actually will. I think this offense is going to be really, really good. Like, really, really good. All so, led by Herbert, and Herbert shown us that he could ball. Yeah, I mean, rookie of the year. Had an amazing, amazing rookie season. Uh, really, really strong Josh Allen vibes here. He's a big arm, the prototypical quarterback. People, for some reason, had some doubts about him in the draft. Uh, Chargers took a flyer on him anyway and just instantly performed. I have really big Josh Allen vibes here. He has an elite wide receiver with Keenan Allen. He has an elite running back with Austin Eckler. This offense is going to be really good if the defense can stay healthy. And they have a lot of, a lot of potential back there. And if they can stop missing field goals. Terrible, Uh, man. This team is going to be easily a double-digit win team. And one of the top seeds for the wild card. And if the things kind of fall in the right places, I think this could be a Super Bowl contender. I really do. Okay. That's They're my dark horse for the AFC. It's just unlucky that they have the Chiefs in their division. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. And it's it's not that much of a reach because, like we said, last year they, they were balling. Just they couldn't finish it. So... Gotta gotta live and learn. Gotta live and learn. Uh, Chiefs winning that. Let's head on over to the NFC. The NFC East is an absolute dumpster fire. I have no idea what to think about it. Anybody who gives you an NFC East preview before the season is an idiot because they're probably going to have every single position wrong. I'm not even going to say who I think is going to win the division. I don't think there's a point. <laughs> I really it- don't. It's tough because just looking at the Cowboys and Giants, if Saquon's healthy, Giants could win it. If Dak is healthy, Cowboys can win it. Eagles, you got a nice little young quarterback. If he balls, he he could do something. And then the football team, they, they make it to the playoffs. They, they look good. They have a good defense. Really good defense. Do they lead the pack? I think so. I think they should be the favorite. I think they should absolutely be the favorite. Yeah. The defense just speaks for itself. Um, And they have some really good weapons on offense. Logan Thomas and Terry McLaurin are very good receivers. They're going to make some plays. And they sprinkle a little uh, little magic on this team, too. See, that's the problem I have with this team. That's the issue right there. Yeah. They haven't been able to find a quarterback that's even, like, usable. So they have to resort to Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Ryan Fitzpatrick over the last couple of years has shown that he is really good in these fill-in type of roles and gets stuff done. But I don't think for he's a, a guy. Weeks. Yeah, that's the thing. It's always for a few weeks. This isn't a 17-quarterback or 17-game quarterback guy. You don't have any other plan B. And the thing is, Heineke really impressed me in the playoff. Yeah, game. obviously. So, I feel like you gotta at least give him a try because he looks so just stone cold, feet planted, not gonna waver. Comfortable. 
and I, that's gotta be the guy you give the chance to, right? And if he does improve himself in a division that you're not too worried about losing too much ground, okay, let's get Fitzpatrick in here. Instead, what they're gonna do, they're probably gonna start Fitzpatrick for three, four weeks. They Until end up going on a losing streak. Yeah, exactly. And Here's Heineke, and now Heineke goes on a run, but now they lost ground because they waited too long. Well, and the problem is, it's not good to put a guy like that in a situation where he has to win. Exactly. That, that's when you start pressing. Exactly. If you put him in a start, you, you the give year, him the keys early, yeah. let him pull it out of the driveway, feel how that pedal going. He's going to get stop right. Sign, see how the brakes move. Yeah, he's going to get right. But when you just, hey, hop in the driver's seat real quick and he just got to floor it, nah, he's he going to spin out. Yeah. He's going to no, spin I, out. So. I, I hear you. Uh, whoever wins this division, the first team that hit 10 wins is going to win this division. <laughs> uh, if anybody yeah. hits 10 wins, uh, yeah. they're really going to beat up on each other. All these teams are going to go one and one against each other. That's a free four wins, but a free four losses. Maybe one of them ties. I don't really know. It's crazy that you go 10 wins because I remember last year we were just saying whoever goes five. <laughs> well, I do think every single one of these teams are better than they were last year. They do, and like I said, with the Cowboys and Giants especially, if Saquon and Dak are healthy and all the rest of the gang is as well. Yeah, Those are I two mean, huge pieces that yeah. we missed out on last year. Yeah, Dak health is obviously a really big deal because their offense can be really, really good if he's healthy, if he's right. I just, I don't know. He's easily the best quarterback in the division. That's not even close. The Cowboys could run away with this division if Dak is healthy. Yeah, but that's been a thing for the Cowboys for a decade, too. Like, they should have won this division every year over the last decade, and they haven't. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, talent-wise, they're, they're there. Yeah. I don't really know. I'm excited for Micah Parsons to join his team. Trevon Diggs, both of them are going to make really big impacts right away on defense. I don't know if that defense will be any good, but I know they'll be good. Um, I, I like the Cowboys. I'm still going to take the, the football team if I had to pick a winner, but I don't want to do that. So all these teams suck. Ten wins. The winner of this division is ten wins. The, the winner of this division is nobody. We all have to suffer. The winner of this division is the judge that works in the Eagles stadium. He has a great time every season convicting whatever Philly fan schmucks for whatever they do over there. (laughs) That's the winner of this division. Uh, uh, (laughs) uh. NFC North. (laughs) NFC North. This is a weird one. Um, Yeah. You got three teams that all could go 12 and 5, 13 and 4. And they can all also go like six and eleven. <laughs> I don't really know what to think. I, I maybe not the Packers. I don't think they could go six and eleven. Um, they could if this Aaron Rodgers development gets worse than it is. I think he'll be playing this year. I think Devontae Adams will be playing this year. Both of them yeah. don't want to be there. So yeah, I, I really think know. I think they're set on just okay. This is the last dance. We're just gonna go out, do what we gotta do. And get up out of here. Yep. I and I, I feel like they'll they'll ball. They'll, they'll do what they do. I think the Packers will give us exactly what we think we'll get. About 10 wins. A little more. Nah, they'll probably be around 12 or 13. Well, I'm saying more. But minimum 10. Yep. And, yeah. They'll, they'll end up winning the division. 
it's just a matter of who who falls behind them. Yeah, and, and I there's a lot to like unpack with the Vikings and the Bears, right? We're not gonna talk about the Lions. They're clearly in rebuild mode. Jared Goff's there, he's just a stopgap to get them through games. <laughs> just get us through the game. Um, so Lions are gonna be dead in the water. But the Bears and the Vikings are both super interesting, right? Yeah. Uh the Bears still have a really good defense. Like a really good defense. They add Justin Fields. They also have Andy Dalton. We don't know who's gonna start week one. I think the Bears are going to do exactly like we, we said the football team is going to do. They're going to start Andy Dalton for three or four games. It's not going to go well. They'll go one and three. And now Justin Fields, a rookie, is going to be in a position where the Bears fans still expect them to be winning. And now you're in a one, one and three hole. Yeah. In a I, pretty I, good division where the Vikings and the Packers are going to give you really tough games. I The move has to be just start Fields. It's not going to happen, though. Like, because Andy Dalton is not going to be your quarterback of the future. So just yeah, no, not at all. throw Justin in there. Let him get his feet wet. The Bears aren't expecting anything great out of this team. If See, they that's, are, that's, I mean. that's where you're wrong. I think they do. I, I really, really think that the Bears organization and that the players over there think that this team could do something. Kind of like and they could. two years ago where the defense just showed out out of nowhere. The Bears won, like, 12 games, and people were like, whoa, this is crazy. How is this happening with Mitch Trubisky? I think that's what they think because I feel like they believe Andy and Justin are both better than Mitch was that year. Yeah. And if they're even kind of better, then they'll be in a good position because Mitch genuinely lost them several games last year. Yeah, and I agree. They definitely could be. But what I mean by don't expect it is, like, yeah, of course – they feel they're going to be good. They want them to be good. But if things go south, I don't think they're like, oh, wow. This shocked. Yeah, I don't think they're okay. shocked. Okay. So that's why I feel like if you just put Fields out there, okay, he balls. Cool. We're going according to plan. Things don't work out. He's getting development. And we're we're fixing everything we need to fix, quote unquote, hopefully. And we go from there. But if you get Andy out there, you play him for half the season, and you guys go 500, is that a win? No. Are you happy with that? No. So. But, yeah. Bears will be interesting. Uh, I do think they have a high ceiling, though. Yeah, they do. I, I, think, I really do think so. I, and that's what I said. I think they can go get 12 wins if everything kind of clicks, and either Andy or Justin just really work with that offense. Um, I don't know if that'll happen. They'll probably float more around seven, eight wins. But I think they're going to be a really, really tough team to beat regardless. In any given game, they're going to be tough to beat because it's gonna points are going to come so infrequently. They're yeah. hard out. Uh, the Vikings are a really interesting team. Uh, they're usually a defense first team. Last year, that was not the case. They were really bad at defense. They cleaned house at all the DB spots. Uh, and then the ones they had just did not do very well. The offense on paper should be incredible. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, all three of those guys are going to do really, really well. Uh, it just kind of comes down to Kirk not giving them stats when it doesn't matter. And the numbers are always really good because you'll see the Vikings down 17 in the fourth quarter, and now they score two touchdowns, but it's too little too late. Yep. Uh, 
The issue is, can Kirk Cousins just be that down 17 quarterback when they're not down 17? We've we've been asking this question for years. And is the- Kirk Cousins good? <laughs> and we can still not answer it. We just it's don't a t- know. It's a really tough question. We just don't know because there's times where he looks so good. And there's times where he looks so bad. Yeah. And, and it's know, not we- consistent either. Like, you don't know no, what you're going to get week to week. No, it, it doesn't ever make sense. It doesn't make sense. And so, with Kirk being that kind of guy and never being, like, the big game kind of quarterback and then the defense still trying to figure it out, I do think the defense is going to be a lot better, like, a lot better. I think they're going to go from a bottom five defense to a top ten pretty pretty overnight. They get their best defender in Daniel Hunter back. A lot of their DBs are in their second year, third year, and they get uh, Patrick Peterson, who, even if he's a little bit old and uh, out of his main stride, is going to help those young guys more than anything else. Yeah. This defense is actually going to be really good, I think. So there, this is an interesting one. Uh, also really high ceiling. Could end up at seven wins. Could end up at 13. I really don't know. <laughs> It all depends on Kurt. It all depends on Kurt. Because this this is, on paper, one of like the top five or so talented teams in the league. Maybe like seven. In terms of just roster construction. But Kurt kind of negates a lot of that. And now, we take it down south. This is an easy one. <laughs> this is a really easy division to talk about. No Drew Brees. The Falcons are... Still drafting offensive players. The, the Panthers are getting there. They have Sam Darnold, though, so you know they're not going to be all that good. Yeah, it wouldn't be surprising too much if the Panthers actually end up second in this division. No, I don't I don't think so either. I wouldn't be shocked. No. I wouldn't be shocked at all. But I, but, the Saints, like, with the whole Michael Thomas thing, who knows what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. And then you got Jameis leading the pack. It's so, a very different Saints team. Yeah. So Their tough defense, time for Saints fans. Defense but, is going to be great. The running game is going to be really good. But, but when you have a division with Tom Brady now and the Bucks, and it's the – I think this is the first time they said that the entire roster is coming back to a Super Bowl team. I think it's the first ever time. I, th- I think I saw it happen one other time in, like, the 70s. Okay. But they are literally getting every single player back from last year. And the crazy thing about that is the first couple of weeks they weren't very good, and then once they clicked, they really clicked, and they were the best team in football for the span, obviously, until the rest of the year. Yeah. And I honestly expect the exact same worked. thing to happen again. I expect it to happen again. They might struggle the first three weeks for whatever reason, just getting into the groove of things, Super Bowl hangover, all that. But this team is too talented at every single position. They're going to win this division very easily. They're probably going to win the NFC pretty easily. I don't even think they struggle. Really? I I I think it's just three games. I think it's just three games, and I think it's like opening week against the Cowboys is a struggle because the Cowboys are – bricked up because Dak is here I think that'll be a tough game I I do think that's going to be a tough game but I don't think they're going to have a Super Bowl hangover type struggle 
it's hard when you have Tom there. Like he that he that's the thing, bro. Like direction. even though they got a lot of young guys, those young guys are gonna be conditioned to think like Brady. They're they're not gonna be in the league for a while, all that, and just be all hyped up and stuff. Not nah, Brady is gonna have everybody in check, so you don't gotta worry about none of that. And being that everybody's there, you don't gotta worry about any new faces really, like meshing up any type of chemistry. It's just right back to work, right back yeah. to business. And I don't think they're gonna have to deal with any hangover. No, you're definitely right. Um, I agree to an extent. I do think there will be just a game or two where it looks a little off. And maybe not off, just like we're getting into form. Like, I'm, I don't think it's a hangover thing. I think it's just going to be a And I mean, that, that's every every team in the league. Exactly, and that's that's the only reason I mention it. I don't think they'll go 17-0 and 0 is essentially what I'm saying. Um, but they're going to be really, really good. How crazy would that be if this is when Brady gets his undefeated season? With an extra game, it's just not going to happen, sadly. But that would be wild. That would be wild. If this team manages to stay healthy the whole time, which is an impossible it's not, it's Yeah, it's not going to happen. Very impossible. It's but a fun fantasy. It's a very fun fantasy. And I feel like if that fantasy happens, that that undefeated isn't too far out of reach. But not often fantasy becomes reality. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Last division. One of the cooler divisions. This is the best division in football. It's not even close. Any single one of these teams could win this division. I think they all get 10 wins because I think they wind up beating up on Panthers, Lions, all those teams. They get one of those divisions that aren't very good. Like maybe they play the – the south and the afc and just all these teams beat all those teams type of a deal um (laughs) they're gonna win a lot of football games i really really want to see how this works out because the 49ers could win it the 49ers could be last the cardinals could win it the cardinals could be last the only two teams that i know are going to be really good are the rams and the seahawks i'm really interested to see what the rams do now that they got stafford the rams with Matt Stafford, a very competent and all-time great statistical quarterback, are going to be scary. Yeah. They're going to be scary. Sean McVay, the genius that he is on offense with Matt Stafford, this team, I oh my God, <laughs> I'm having fun. I'm having fun thinking about it. They're going to be really, really good. They're going to score a lot of points. They have Deshaun Jackson on this team, too. I know he's old. I know he's out of, like, the name of Deshaun Jackson now. But with McVay's offense and then that uh, wide receiving core, that's a really wild extra piece to have. Yeah. I I don't know how much of an X factor. Maybe he'll win them a game. He'll have a big play. I don't know. But McVay's going to know how to use these pieces. For Stafford to have fun with. Yeah, and it's, you know, let's not forget, they have the best player in football, Aaron Donald. Yeah. Best non-quarterback. That was disrespectful to Pat Mahomes, I apologize. Um, The Rams are going to be really interesting. The Seahawks, just every year, just 
stay right there in the mix. Uh, no matter how much Russell Wilson has no time in the pocket, no matter who's receiving the ball, no matter who's running the ball, they've kind of had a weird rotation of backs. Uh, they're going to be good. They, Pete Carroll's going to make sure that this team stays over 500. Uh, can Jamal Adams actually be a real player on defense this year? Because he was really bad last year. I don't know, man. Seahawks are a tough team to beat. They win. They're the opposite of the Chargers. They win every close game they've ever been in. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know how if they're a contender or not. Whereas I think if the 49ers and the Rams have their good years, those are contenders. 49ers with new quarterback, kind of giving me those um. Those Rams vibes, too. Like, Kyle Shanahan, another one of those really good offensive coaches. You add a rookie to the mix. Could be kind of cool. They do a... They're it's another, interesting. Those teams are really similar. They do a lot with guys that, like, you wouldn't expect. They don't have the big names. There's no Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. But Raheem Mostert and Brandon Ayuk are plenty good, plenty talented. And then you got the other... Good tight end in the league. Yeah, George, George Kittle. Kittle. Yeah. Absolutely. If he can stay healthy, that'll be yeah. something to look at, too. Um, I don't really know what to think about this division. It, it's a really, really tough one because, again, like you mentioned, each team has a very high ceiling and a very low floor. Yeah, I mean, we have Kyler Murray. I don't think a low floor. Again, I think they're all going to float around that 10-win mark. Uh, but you know, if they something doesn't click, somebody gets hurt, something happens, then it's crazy. And and that's the, Card- the thing with football you you always gotta bear that happening. Yeah, and and the Cardinals are like they did everything right. They rebuilt this team the right way. They went and got DeAndre Hopkins to try and make themselves even better. And it just so happens that the other three teams in this division decide that they're going to beef up even more and be really, really good. And the 49ers are going to skip their full rebuild process and just be good again. And I don't know, man. Who do you think is going to win it? Um, it's a crapshoot. But, I mean, I'm a bank on Stafford. I think I'm right there with you. I'm a bank on Stafford really thriving in a new scenery, new offense, new team. Just he he's gonna he's gonna thrive. You wanna hear my hot take for the season? What's your hot take? Matthew Stafford, if there were two separate MVPs, would win NFC MVP. Because the other one's going to Mahomes. <laughs> or somebody. I I don't know what they is. Yeah, I I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. if there were I'm not two separate that. awards. I know, it's a big if, because it doesn't exist. If there were two separate awards, Matthew Stafford would be my favorite to win it this year in the NFC. I'm not mad at that. Uh, So, real quick, before we get out of here, we just did a lot. We looked at a lot of teams. Super Bowl prediction. We're going to skip all the playoffs. We're going to skip all the wild cards. I don't care. Super Bowl prediction. Who's going to be in it? Naturally... You got to go Bucks. Okay. Got to go Bucks. The, the AFC is tough, man. Cut through. The AFC is tough because the easy pick 
It's the Chiefs. Chiefs, yeah, of course. The Titans, you, we've been saying they could make a run at it. Mm-hmm. The Bills could easily make a run at it. The Browns could easily make a run at it. Don't justify they... them. Who you got? Don't justify them. Tell me who you got. We, we. We're going to go with the Bills. Bills? Going, Bills Bucks? Bills Bucks. In a rematch of whatever week they play, they do play this season. It, it'll probably we're be going a game of the Bills year, too. Bucks. That's my just pulling teeth pick. <laughs> okay. I can get down to that. Yeah. Um, Cause in my in my head, I think it's really only four teams that that have a opportunity. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I'm gonna stick with the Chiefs, and yeah. I think they actually win it this year. Okay. I think they come back. I think I think Mahomes is a chip on his shoulder. He thinks he should have won two years in a row. I think he comes back and he does it. And I'm not gonna pick the Bucks, not because I don't think they should. I do think the Bucks are actually the best team in football. I'm not going to pick the Bucks though, and I'm actually going to pick the Rams. Okay. I'm I'm going to just go all in on the Rams this year. I think I like that it. they are going to be like out of nowhere scared. Like I don't think people look at the Rams on their like schedule right now and they're like, "Oh, damn, that's an L." And I think you should be. Yeah, people are I think really underlooking what capability the Matthew Rams Stafford. have. Yeah. I think it's just him just because Because people they Detroit. don't respect him. Yeah, it's just Detroit. That was it. They don't. It's, it's respect not a. Him. It's not a respect thing. It's just when you don't but, watch. But that's that's why. That's yeah. why they don't respect him because it's Detroit. Nobody's watching Detroit. They don't care about Detroit, so they don't care about anybody on or coming from Detroit. Facts. Why would you? So now when that guy is sent over from Detroit, and now it's like, huh, who who's this? <laughs> And now he just starts throwing bombs because Blank. he has an explosive arm. He's smart. He could lead this team. It sounds to like a point. It sounds like you're sipping my Kool Aid on the Rams. Hey, look, I, I said it be- before <laughs> it sounds, the Kool Aid even got put out. It sounds. It sounds like <laughs> I said it, it before like the Kool Aid even got put put out. <laughs> like I said, the for me the the Bucks. It's hard to go against them. It's really I'm not hard I'm too. not mad I mean, at the Rams pick. I don't I'm like not mad the at Bucks it at all. There. It's it's honestly just so we're also not the same too. Yeah. Um, Which is I, why they want to go Bucks Chiefs because like again the the Chiefs is the easy pick the Bucks is the easy pick so we both we both got one on the other side. So now I let's like it. let it be known the Super Bowl is eighty percent gonna be Bucks Chiefs. Just throw yeah. that out there just so we're both not idiots. Like, listen. Uh, or maybe we're happen. 50% wrong and it's going to be Rams Bills. That would be hot. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That would be hot. <laughs> maybe we're half wrong. And then uh, what's your one sleeper team that you think is going to way overperform and surprise a lot of people? Um, I feel like the Patriots. Okay. Okay. I, I really feel like the Patriots because, like I said, they made a lot of moves and they get finally their um, tight end duo that they've been yearning for with the circumstances that we don't need to get into that they haven't been able to. But Hunter Henry and um, Jonu Smith going to be tough. Yep. They had Matt Judon, Kyle Van Noy comes back. 
Nelson Aguilar. So they get some pieces. They made, like made a lot of moves. Like a lot, a of, lot of moves. The most we've ever seen the Patriots make in an offseason. I feel like Mac Jones is going to be big for this team because he is just a Belichick just product. <laughs> he's he's uh, Belichick's ideal male body. <laughs> like this, th- this is Belichick's birth child. If yeah, this, this is a love child, certainly. So you, if you Belichick was his father, that. I wouldn't be surprised. Because, bro, if you're coming from Nick Saban and you go to Bill Belichick, like, come on now. <laughs> Imagine he gets like traded on. one year, right? Like he doesn't do great. I want him to, but uh, imagine he doesn't do great. He gets traded to like Detroit, and they're still in like their coaching carousel over there. <laughs> and he just goes from the two goats ever to like some schlep that's <laughs> in his first year from like Texas Tech or something. <laughs> He's going to look at the coach like, who are you talking to? Yeah, bro. <laughs> I'm the coach now. Yeah. So, I I got the Patriots. Cool. I'm going with the Chargers. I mentioned that earlier. I think the Chargers are going to surprise a lot of people. Uh, okay. And I think the Chargers are going to be one of those wild card teams that have, like, 13 wins for no reason. They're, like, 13-4 and four, but have to be in the wild card because the Chiefs went 15-2. and two. That's just me, though. That's just yeah. me, though. But, cool. There's our NFL preview episode. You get it every year. You got it again. Episode 99. Thank you guys for listening. Be on the lookout for next week, episode 100. We have a really cool interview in place for you guys. And we have a lot, a lot, a lot. I can't emphasize that enough of new, cool <laughs> content, creation stuff from us. We're putting a lot of work into it. We really hope you guys enjoy everything. And uh, get as excited for next week as we are. We'll be promoting it a bunch. You'll see it everywhere. Enjoy opening week of the NFL. It starts Thursday. Bucks, Cowboys. Go Bucks, baby. Yeah, man. Go Bucks. Take down the Cowboys Thursday night. Again, we can't stress it enough and tell you enough how much we have appreciated all the love and support. All 99 episodes, man. All 99. We can't tell you enough. We're so excited for what's to come, especially this upcoming week after the 100th and more and more after, bro. So, again, enjoy football. Enjoy this episode. We're going to be right back here next week. So stay tuned, baby. Stay tuned. Later, everybody. Have a good one. Peace.